Whenever I show up, whenever I show up in some of our churches, in all of our churches, and it's not a confirmation, people wonder what's going on. Is there going to be a big announcement? No, except Jesus is Lord. That's my announcement. But, um, but I need the work. And occasionally I'll call Father Doug and others and ask if I can take a Mass, and they say, I guess so. So it's great. Um, and, and actually, last, yesterday, all day yesterday, I was in Niceville with about 150 young people for a, a youth conference, and we had a Mass and then adoration late last night. So I stayed at Aunt Martha's here. And, um, and then today at 2 o'clock, back down in, in Niceville, or up, where is it? Up. Um, then we celebrate the Mass for the Black History Month Mass. And Cardinal Wilton Gregory is coming from Washington, D.C. It's kind of an honor to have him. So that'll be at 2 o'clock today. I don't know why I'm telling you my schedule. Anyway, it's good to be here. <laughs> it's really nice to see Monsignor Crawford, too. That, it humbles me that, um, that I, I get to... He's, he's listening to me preach, and I'm a little nervous. But, but most of us, I would... Well, let's say many of us not Monsignor Crawford or people his age, but many of us are too young to remember or to live under the Baltimore Catechism. Not all of us, I'm sure. As soon as I say that, you're thinking of the responses and what you've memorized. The Baltimore Catechism was written in the 1880s, and it was written in the United States, the first catechism, really to, to, it was a compendium of what we believe as Catholics. And it was short, it was question and answer format, in order so to, for us to really grasp the faith and be able to defend the faith and carry it out and, and, and profess it to other people. And so it was just, it was pretty simple. Who, is, who created the world? God created the world. Who is God? God is the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it. Um, who is, what is man? Man is created by, in the image and likeness of God. And then that important question, why did God make us? Anyone? Kind of heard it. Yeah, I guess. That's good. All right. Dang it. Uh, Deacon, can you yell it out here? You probably said that. To know him, to love him, to serve him in this world, and be happy with him in the next. That's so important for us. It was important then, and it's important now. And, and because... We humans tend to forget that. We tend to slide into error over time. And that's certainly where humanity was back even in the late 19th century. That we were just saying we don't really need God. God is not the center of the world. It's more human beings. With science and reason and philosophy that were blooming and blossoming then, we thought we can figure all of this out. We, we know enough up here in our minds. We don't need God to tell us what to do or what not to do. And as for the goal in life, without God, the goal is just to be as happy as possible here on earth, to live as long as we can. Oh, and let's make a perfect society. We're going to do it our way, and we're, everything's going to be perfect. Well, we look back on that, and we ask ourselves, how did that work out for us? You know, when we pushed God to the side, starting then, we saw so much angst and division and, and hopelessness and despair that was the time when the philosopher Nietzsche famously wrote, God is, is dead, and we have killed him. A blasphemy, of course. He was no believer. He was an atheist. He wasn't just sneering that out for us, but he was basically pointing to what we have done. We have killed him. We have put God off to the side, relegated God to the sidelines. 
And because of that, look what happened. It led to two devastating world wars that tore our world apart. Millions of people died. As for the answer, the perfect society, communism and fascism, which were not perfect, far from perfect, they also caused death, grief, poverty, and misery throughout the world. Uh, we had a worldwide depression, and coming out of the Second World War, we all asked ourselves, where is God? What did we do to one another? And that's when the, the, the bishops of the world and Pope John XXIII said, we must come together. We must, we must remind people that God is the center of our lives. And so they called the Second Vatican Council primarily to remind us and teach the world that Jesus Christ is the center of the world, not humanity. And the goal is nothing here on earth. Our goal is to share life in the kingdom of heaven. This is what God has been saying to us from the beginning. From the first moment of creation, God said that to Adam and Eve and their descendants. I am with you. I, I am your God. You are my people. Have communion with me. Enjoy what I have created. But of course, that went south. That did not go so well. And God continued to call people like Noah and then Moses. God called Moses and gave him the Ten Commandments. And when Moses came and gave the commandments to the people, we may think cynically they said, oh no, ten more things that we can do or can't do. But instead it says they sang and they danced and they wept. Imagine, God not only wants to have communion with us, he's showing us how to be happy and how to have that communion with him and one another on earth. This was God saying, keep these commandments and you will live, you will have that peace on earth and in your heart and the happiness that comes with it. But of course, that didn't go well. And, and as often as we fell, God would send more prophets and more holy people to call us back. I am the answer. I am the way. Come back to me. I forgive you. I love you. And I call you to follow me. And finally, in the centuries before the coming of Jesus, God started to plant in the hearts of our prophets. He said, I am coming soon. I myself will shepherd you. Then you will know that you have communion with me, and I will bring you into communion with, with, with the divine. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Before Jesus came, there was no way that you and I could have bridged that gap between earth and heaven. We were fated before Jesus to live a couple of decades here on top of earth, and then the rest of eternity in the earth in darkness. There was no way off of the planet we couldn't figure it out. Science wasn't going to be able to do it. Let's build a big ladder or something like that. They tried that in Babel and all of that. There was no way. We were sunk. And that's why we rejoice as Christians, because we don't have to figure it out. God personally came down to give us that communion, to bridge that gap, and to lead us to the kingdom of heaven. So this is what we celebrate. This is what Jesus came to do. Follow me and you will live. Today, we get to the Beatitudes. Jesus, like the new Moses and the perfect Moses, goes up on the mountain, sits down, draws the people to himself, and gives them the Beatitudes. This is God's vision for us. Whereas the commandments really affected our life here on earth, and by the way, they're still operative, of course. Jesus said, I haven't come to take away any of the laws. But whereas the, the commandments focus on our life on earth, the Beatitudes point us toward eternal life with God. 
How awesome is it to hear the words of Jesus when he says, Blessed are you. You will see God. Blessed are the pure of heart. The kingdom of heaven is yours. This is why we were made to share in God's life here on earth in the church and to share in it forever in the kingdom of heaven. Nothing that we create or do as human beings could ever accomplish that or fulfill that desire, but only God. Jesus has come to us to show us the way and the truth and the life and says, follow me, have communion in me, trust in me, live in me, and you will have peace and eternal life besides. So I pray that as we continue our journey on earth, that we do keep the commandments. We remember that God has, has ordered us to love one another and love God with all we have. But we also remember that our goal is nothing here on earth, not even world peace or happiness for each person. Our goal is to be with God forever in the kingdom of heaven. For ourselves, for our spouses and our children and our family members, for the parish family, and indeed for all the world. If we follow the Lord, that is, by humbling ourselves, by loving others, by forgiving, by being merciful, we truly will have communion with him. And communion with Jesus means communion with the Father. And that is eternal life. Blessed are you, for you will see God. <laughs>